0: light and music fell and mercy Of his smile, the glory of his face. So glory in the highest and all the earth be peace. Glory to God, your children sing, his name shall be called God. <laughs> God, everlasting Father, pray. you all
1: Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh my goodness, aren't you happy to be here on Christmas Eve? Tonight we celebrate, we celebrate that our God is not a distant God. We celebrate that our God walks with us and he is with us all the time. And so tonight I encourage you. Sing along. The songs that you know, sing along with the ones you don't know. It's okay. We, we just like people who sing. And, and just feel free to have that joy in your heart, in your hands, in your feet, and celebrate this most amazing night that changed everything. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful. We're grateful that you came to earth We're grateful that you showed your love for us so much by stepping into our neighborhood, (laughs) walking our streets, walking uh, the way that we live. And so, God, tonight, we celebrate you. We celebrate this most important day in history. Be with us. You promised you would be. It's in your name we pray. Jesus. Amen.
0: Come,
2: thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in Thee. Israel, strength and consolation, hope of all the earth Thou art. Dear desire of every nation, Joy of every longing heart, And born Thy people to deliver, Born a child and yet a king, Born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone, by Thine all sufficient merit.
1: a word um, of, I guess, direction? I don't know. Um, tonight, our readings will start in the Old Testament, and we will work our way through the arc of Scripture, not every Scripture, of course, um, but this uh, evening, Henley and Emma will begin with the fall of humanity, and we will begin to see the hope that comes in And trusting Jesus throughout Scripture.
3: When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked, Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild You will crawl on your belly, groveling in dust, as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel.
4: And then the man said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son your only son. I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed and because all because you have obeyed me. The people who walk in the darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen.
5: Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephratath, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come... From you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their en- enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land. And he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace you mm-hmm.
1: Hear the word of the Lord from Luke 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Mary responded, I am. And the Lord's servant, may everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So here we are. In the arc of scripture and history, we pause in this moment because it's important that we do. We need to zoom out a bit. And imagine what it must have been like to be among those who were waiting. You see, tonight we've been reminded about the fall of humanity, how near the beginning of time people thought they could do better on their own. They didn't need to obey God. They didn't need to trust God. And their lack of trust and obedience set death. Into motion. Yet, if you heard even in those first moments, we hear a whisper of hope. The seed of the woman would bruise the serpent's head. Evil and death would not have the final word. And then we heard a bit about Abraham, who trusted God utterly and completely. A reversal of our first parents. And so instead of a curse, God announced immense blessing. Abraham would become the father of a nation with more descendants than he could ever imagine. The father of people of faith. This faith that would be blessed in order to bless others. In order to bless the whole world. You see, God's people would be chosen for a purpose, not just bragging rights, not just to say that they were it, they were the ones. They were a called people. Over generations and generations and generations, they would get it right sometimes, but mostly they would just get it wrong. They would trust God, and then they'd take things into their own hands. They would obey God, and then they would decide to go their own way. Generation after generation of God's people putting their trust in themselves or other gods or other people. And they got themselves into big messes. And generation after generation called out to God for help. And God always came through. So here we are. In the arc of scripture and history, what must it have been like to be among those who were waiting? Isaiah spoke words of promise that the people of God would have a king. And this king would be a light in the darkness. This king would usher in peace and justice. This king would set things right. And for generations, these people were waiting on this king, this savior, the special one who would change everything for them. I mean, imagine a king with a kingdom that would last forever a kingdom that couldn't be defeated by enemies or overtaken by other kingdoms, finally, they would be safe, possibly even powerful. Yeah, seems like a good promise. And so here we are in the arc of Scripture and history. What must it have been like to be among those who were waiting? What king would you imagine? What kind of king would you have been waiting for? We began this evening singing about expectations. I mean, hopeful ones, no less, and I can't keep from thinking about all of the times I've been burned (laughs) by my own expectations. I mean, I think that we all know from experience that expectations can be tricky and can even set us up for disappointment. Have you been there? The people of Israel, God's people, God's people expected a king And so here we are, among the waiting. And Jesus is born, the hope of all mankind, the Savior of the whole world, the promised Messiah, and everything about even just his birth would not meet anyone's expectations. He was born to a teenage girl in a place surrounded by animals and dust. Not in a palace, but in a stable. Announced to unimportant shepherds in a field. Announced to outsiders who didn't even believe in the God of Israel. I wonder if we were truly back in history. (laughs) Would we have been so set in our expectations for safety, and for power and prestige, that we would have missed the humble Christ child. The story of the birth of Jesus turns everything upside down and ushers in his kingdom that would be and is unlike any other kingdom anyone had seen or has seen or will ever see. A peasant king? One that would be raised in a carpenter's home? I mean, sure, this has the makings of a great Cinderella story, and we all really like those movies, right? They're our favorite. But even with that kind of picture in mind, we jump too quickly to our own ideas of winning and success. But if we pause... And pay attention to the birth of Christ. These expectations and ideas are challenged. It's a familiar story to us. And we can hear it so much that we miss just how strange and subversive the birth of Christ really was. I would say it maybe should make us uncomfortable. His birth was announced to some of the least important people, the outcasts, the ones no one would think to invite to a celebration, much less the birth of the most important person in history. Noticed to those who didn't believe, not to religious leaders of Israel or the insiders. He was found by those who were looking up. They were looking for answers. They were looking for direction. They were looking for a change in the atmosphere. He wasn't born in a palace, which perhaps should give us pause to our ideas of wealth. He wasn't paraded down the streets of Bethlehem, which perhaps should give us pause to our expectations of importance. He wasn't an elected official or born into a traditionally royal family, which should perhaps bring us to some reflection over our ideas of power. This Jesus, God in human flesh, the long-awaited ruler of God's kingdom, gave up everything to move into the neighborhood of the world. And he never once spoke of his personal rights. In fact, Jesus would grow up and have difficult words for the religious and political leaders who used their position and their power for personal gain. And it would get him killed because he was a threat to their expectations. Wasn't what they thought they were waiting for. The story of the birth of Christ is good news to those who consider themselves unimportant or outcasts. It's good news to those who feel like outsiders. It's good news to those looking up, begging for help or direction. The story of the birth of Jesus is a reminder that a baby born in a stable who grew up to love the unlovable, heal the sick, show compassion for the poor and hurting who was rejected to the point of death, that is who changed history tonight if you feel like an outcast or an outsider you might expect that god wants nothing to do with you <laughs> i want you to know that you too are invited you are invited to be part of this story of hope And life transformation. Tonight, you may find yourself indifferent, perhaps not even caring if this story has anything to do with you. Let me assure you that it does. You are deeply and fiercely loved by the same God who created the universe. And following him can change your life. Tonight, if you find yourself among the important, perhaps among those like the religious leaders of the day who had certain expectations of what this king or kingdom would look like. If you find yourself feeling the need to gain more wealth or putting your trust in a political entity to get your godly agenda to the top of the food chain, if you notice that your heart isn't soft toward people who think or act differently than you, perhaps the story of the birth of Jesus serves as a challenge oh it is still very good news but I think that it's news that should make us wonder if we are following Jesus or dragging him along behind us and behind our own ideas and expectations when Jesus came he shattered expectations. He shattered expectations of power and safety and his kingdom would be marked by love and peace and joy and hope, vulnerability and compassion, the poor in spirit, hunger for right relationships, humility and mercy. As we see, Step into the next part of this service where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. I want you to listen. I want you to listen and pay attention to what God has done. Pay attention to the people and the circumstances and the announcements. Because nobody expected this kind of king. Many people missed him. Many people, even those who claim to be Christian today, might be missing him as well. Tonight, may your expectations be challenged, and may you be changed by the good news of Jesus, who didn't cling to his position as God, but he gave up his divine privileges he took on the humble position of a servant being born as a human. And he was obedient even to death. And may you follow this servant king who God elevated. May you be part of this unshakable kingdom that will never end. This unexpected Upside down, last first, lost found, not in trouble of going away kingdom. And may you know the hope and the peace and the love and joy that only Jesus can bring. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, we are listening to your gracious word made flesh for us in Jesus Christ. Call us to come and see where he leads and teach us to believe in his name. Help us to do as he tells us so our lives might be signs of his glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here again. The word of the Lord, the unexpected story that changed everything from Luke 2. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them.
6: Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose. We have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked where is the messiah supposed to be born in bethlehem in judea they said for this is what the prophet wrote and you o bethlehem in the land of judea are not least among the ruling cities of judea for a ruler will come from who you will be the shepherd for my people israel then herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. They went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
7: En el principio ya existía el
4: Bebo y el Bebo estaba con Dios y el Bebo era Dios. Él estaba con Dios en el principio. Por medio de él todas las cosas fueron creadas. Sin él nada de lo creado llegó a existir. En él estaba la vida y la vida era la luz de la humanidad. Esta luz resplandece en las tinieblas y las tinieblas no han podido estinguirla.
8: God said a man. John the Baptist to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of, the, uh, because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, the one who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into this very world that he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, And even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become a child of God. They are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from heaven. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son.
1: And this is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tonight we get to light the Christ candle. And when we do this, we remember... That God is with us. And we also remember that Jesus is the light of the world. Tonight we will be um, using the candles that you got on the way in. If you didn't get one, you can run out and and grab one. Just a word of direction. Um, It would be better if... The lit candle stayed upright. Can we do that? So we will. The unlit candle will be the sideways one. Okay? All right. Yeah. I believe in you. I believe in you. I don't want anyone getting burned with wax. Although when I was a kid, I thought that was really cool. Okay. Uh, (laughs) My friends, Jesus is the light of the world. And God is with us.
9: So we're going to lower the lights now. And uh, Pastor Jason and Pastor Jen are going to come around and ask you to...
2: Oh, Jesus, Son of God, so full of grace and truth, the Father's saving word, so wonderful are you. The angels long to see, and prophets search to find the glory we have seen revealed. You shone upon the earth. But who would understand? You came into your own. But who would recognize? Your birth was prophesied. For you were the Messiah. Who came and walked upon the earth. Your glory was. i
9: The stillness of this moment. Just take a moment and look around. It's amazing how uh, an individual light looks rather small until it's joined with others. And then it becomes something so much more, doesn't it? Just in the quiet of this moment, sing with me.
2: Silent night Oh
9: Thank you, Jesus, light of the world, for coming and bringing light into our lives. May we be your light in a dark world around us. We pray this in your name. Amen. You can blow out your candles now. And we're going to sing one more song as we head out. We can't leave without ending with joy to the world, right? I mean, I just feel like it's got to happen. So, uh, let's let's leave this place singing out, "Joy to the world, the Lord is come." january 2nd here for church if you could do me a favor and drop off your candles in the box outside and i think we have some chocolate for the kids so that we can get them all jacked up on chocolate and then uh, y'all can deal with it merry christmas